Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is... Oh, <laughs> okay. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, like, the second we decide to record, the kids call. So, sorry about that. I'm probably going to leave that in, because that was pretty funny. Okay, so I have to warn everybody, It's probably, I'm probably going to be long-winded this episode. And I'm going to start with... Uh, the last bit of, well, for now, the last bit of Ashley's email. Um, first thing that she talks about is smells. And she writes, uh, The entire time you ghouls and Chris were talking about the episode where weird smells are discussed, I was nodding my head in agreement. I thought I was just really sensitive to smells. Well, I probably am, but in addition to smelling things from the other side, lol. Do you have a beer... Labatt 50 in the States, which I don't, I've never heard of that. What? Labatt, I think, Labatt, L-A-B-A-T-T. It's a beer. Oh, I've never heard of it. No, and, um, or something similar, which I, I think natural ice is probably, because probably a cheap beer. Mm. So Natty Ice is what we have here in the States. And that's what I thought of, but, um, but that smell, that's my papa, ha. I get a random whiff of this gross beer, usually on hot summer days when I'm enjoying the sunshine. My grandparents babysat me over the summers growing up, and my papa and I would sit in the driveway of their home, either working on his hot rod that he loved to restore or playing random games with me. Immediately, I have a tingle in my chest and my hand cramps a bit. I figure that's my papa trying to get me to savor the moment, which I never do. Mm -hmm. Saying, slow down, pumpkin, it's all right. (laughs) acrylic paint old books and a dusty cellar smell not all the best smells to to some but this is my grammy i smell this often when i'm home alone cleaning or gardening all things i did or explored with my grammy during the summers she loved to read and organize and paint she was immediately she was immensely creative and that that is where i got my love of art from i've recently started painting again as part of my recovery from depression and i'll feel and get a whiff of grammy when i finally let go and begin to enjoy myself i feel like it's her encouraging me i have very few dreams if any of my grandparents also whenever i'm reminded by something physical i.e a smell i feel a little bit less alone and scared of the world is wonderful and i think i think absolutely that is part of um people that we love sending us messages and stuff like that there was a few times when i would smell um janet's perfume Mm -hmm. and you know obviously it makes you think of them oh absolutely yeah yeah so i and also smells trigger i mean it's kind of a scientifically known thing that smells trigger a memory part of your brain yeah. just so. like certain songs and right but i mean if these smells are coming i mean from out of nowhere essentially yeah then absolutely that's your loved ones kind of putting that in your head you know yeah so i don't ever smell anything though i've never i've never had that experience before like i said the only time is and i 
I don't know if it's because because that's what you so. I mean, when you walked into their house, that's what it smelled like. Yeah. When, when you, you were just in, around her, that's what. She when you walked like. into the bank where <laughs> we worked together, you yeah. smelled her. I mean, yeah, it was and very. It was just a few times, you know, after she died that. I would get a little bit of a whiff of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was someone around me wearing the same perfume or yeah. or what, but hmm. yeah. that's very interesting. I mean, it's definitely. I do, I think it's definitely paranormal. I mean, like I said, if you, I mean, if you smell, happen to smell that beer or whatever, you know, and you're like, oh, I, you know, Grandpa used to drink that or whatever. That's one thing, but randomly smelling it somewhere where it's not so. It's, not supposed to be yes yeah that's definitely that's definitely them i think um so i did want to just read that really quickly and i'm going to have a little bit more from her later on um but we did get another listener email Yay! so i wanted to read that real quick and this says hi you ladies just listened to your episode about doppelgangers and it reminded me of a weird thing that would happen who's this from this is from Lisa. Oh, hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Uh, hi, you ladies. Just listened to your episode about doppelgangers, and it reminded me of a weird thing that would happen with a neighborhood lady. We are not related, that's for sure. She doesn't look very much like me, at least in our faces. But there would be some kind of aura or something with us, which is very similar. She has three boys, and every one of them has mistaken me for their mother at least once. One of the boys, when he was about three or four, looked at me, ran straight to my legs, hugged me, and said, Mama. Then, when we were at a school sporting event, one of the boys came to stand by me and started to explain how he did a good job in his long jump, and then just walked off and didn't notice a thing. I don't remember if I said anything more than that's great, because I couldn't understand why he was telling me that, (laughs) especially when his real mother was standing just a few feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Now the boys are all grown up, and they do notice that I'm not their mother now, but these kinds of things would happen very often when they were younger. I even once saw this lady coming out of our local store, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, how is this possible? How am I coming out of the store? Believe me, in that millisecond, I really thought it was me, and that was a really, really weird feeling. Crazy. Yeah. Our husbands don't find us similar in any way, thank God. But we both have dogs, and our dog our dog is a reactive one. He barks at every dog he sees or smells, but this doppelganger dog. He doesn't bark at all. How can you explain this? Because it is the only dog he has never not barked at. I have tried to think of a reason for this many times, and it is actually a little scary. Maybe we just have similar habits, auras, or energy, which only children and dogs can see? Uh, Who knows, but I find this very odd and scary and wacky. Any ideas, Lisa? Um, Which, that is crazy about the dog. That is. That's... Because, you know, at first I was thinking, well, have you ever been at the store and you're with, like, okay, this has happened before where me and Amy will go to the, we'll go shopping Mm -hmm. and you'll be doing whatever and out of the corner of your eye, you see somebody and you think it's who you're with. Yeah, I've done that but several you, times. And you start to say something, and you and you actually turn and look, and it's not yeah. them. Yeah, I've done that so a lot. So that's what I was thinking at first, but then 
she starts talking about the dog yeah it's like dogs i don't think do that right and it's a it's it's their dog though it's her neighbor's dog yeah so yeah that's freaking weird it's yeah i don't know that's that's crazy i know Mm. i don't know but the aura thing um ashley actually mentioned auras she gave me a few episodes or a few ideas for um some future episodes and one of her ideas was um she wrote what the hell is an aura and have you heard about aura photography and the fact that lisa brought up auras as well um i kind of looked up a few things about them and we were actually talking about maybe going to get an aura photograph yeah because i've actually had a couple aura photos done i've never i i've never had anything like that done and i am very interested that would be fun yeah it's pretty cool they you sit in a stool and they've got on either side of you is these hands it's it's a shape of a hand that's made out of a metal like a metal plate Mm -hmm. and you put both of your hands on these hands and then they take a picture Mm -hmm. and it's a polaroid okay at least it was when i did it and this was years ago and then once the pictures developed you look at and you can see these colors all around you that's crazy and they do a reading from these colors like each color means something different right they've even they'll even do like your health huh so is it kind of like um where they do in tarot cards they do like either um career or love or whatever yeah they they do a reading yeah that's cool it is cool so i want to do it again yeah we should we should do that we'll we'll try and look that look up some places near us and we'll Mm -hmm. we'll try and do that and so we'll give you an update on that but i do have some information on auras so the noun is the distinctive atmosphere or quality that seems to surround and be generated by a person place or thing in spiritualism and some forms of alternative medicine a supposed emanation surrounding the body of a living creature and regarded as an essential part of the individual Okay. which i thought that was very interesting mm-hmm. um and it's uh, and i found questions that are kind of um you know commonly asked and i have the the meaning of the colors as well so you know, i'll just there's people that can actually see other people i've auras. heard of that and that is crazy yeah. that would be so cool yeah to see i, I would so. i'd be all about that yeah um so the first question is are auras real says yes the interpretation of what an aura is varies among practices and philosophies all things have energy it's the way you send out vibes or awareness but it's unclear whether that energy can truly be thought of as a manifestation of the spiritual and physical body in other words not everyone believes that auras are a reflection of your state of being one way to think of auras is as the energy someone around you omits some people make you nervous others relax you this in some ways can be seen as the reaction to the energy they radiate mm-hmm. I, I believe that yeah yeah totally. absolutely because you do get certain feelings around mm-hmm. certain people like you calm the shit out of me mm-hmm. like i i know if i call you if i'm like freaking out Mm -hmm. you will calm me down no problem like that's that's just the way that your aura affects me so 
Um, you know, that makes sense, too, because I've noticed, you know, throughout my life that people will come and talk to me, mm-hmm. people that I don't really know that well. Yeah. And they'll start telling me everything. <laughs> yeah. That I'm used like, to happen to me a lot, too. Yeah. I'm like, why are these people telling me this? I don't get it. But, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, that's a compliment, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think, I feel like people trust me. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, so the next question was, what exactly are auras? As human beings, we radiate a very low level of electricity that's otherwise known as an electromagnetic field. Um, so the ancient medical systems believed that the, this energy is expressed in seven layers. Each layer is said to correlate to a different element of your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health. It's thought that these layers can interact with one another to influence your overall health. Um, are auras the same thing as vibes? And it says kind of. Vibes are, sh- are short for vibrational frequencies. These are what an aura is compromised of. So your energy may tell someone around you that you're angry or elated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, mm, I mean, if yes. someone is pissed and they walk into a room, you can feel that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Um, so you're basically tapping into the frequency that this person is operating on. Our frequency or vibe is what others can sense or what attracts or repels us from others, depending on how our frequency works with theirs. And the next question, does everyone have an aura? Yes, every living living human being has an energy field around them. Other anything that's alive, like plants, animals people that's exactly have auras that's exactly what the next sentence was oh sorry other living (laughs) (laughs) jumping ahead (laughs) well it literally says other living things such as trees flowers or animals (laughs) also have an energy field (laughs) and i don't know if you have you okay so we were talking about people that you know when they come into a room you can immediately feel Mm -hmm. does it ever affect the way you feel absolutely yes 100 percent. yes because I could be the happiest person in the world and someone that's depressed or angry or whatever will come in and i'll be like totally down that's um the last 16 years of my life oh well moving on okay what does an aura look like uh some feel that it depends on how you capture it a camera uses hand sensors that pick up this energy field and a proprietary algorithm matches this energy to a color. And I have the colors and what they mean. Red is well-grounded, energetic, and strong-willed. Orange is adventurous, thoughtful, and considerate. Yellow is creative, relaxed, and friendly. Green is social communicator nurturing what i'm sorry the one the one of the pictures the 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 aura pictures that i got done yeah had absolutely no green at all (laughs) that's it was i know it was mainly red oh and orange oh yeah (laughs) 
this is making me so curious to know yeah, what mine yeah. is though uh blue is intuitive spiritual and free thinker indigo is curious spiritually connected gentle and violet is wise intellectual and independent i think i had some violet uh, purple in it mm. too but yeah it was mostly red that's good i i think that's great um so each layer of your aura is said to correspond with a different chakra and chakras are i'm not really i know nothing about yeah i'm not we're gonna have to look that up or if anybody knows anything about chakras i have no clue um but i have i have some information about that but i'm not really sure and there's there's different areas of your body that it says correlates to the the color and i mean it's very in-depth and you know it's just kind of a rabbit hole um it says your aura can change over time obviously yeah because we grow and we change as we get older right and you cannot turn your aura off that was another question i'm gonna be curious to see what my aura looks like now absolutely i need to i need to figure out what i did with my pictures yeah that would be interesting to to see I'll have to see if I can find them, or at least one of them. Yeah. Um, There's different ways to cleanse your aura. You could do positive affirmations. As you might take a shower to wash away physical dirt, you can also, quote-unquote, bathe yourself in positive thoughts to wash away negative energy um, and allow you to focus on more optimistic ideas. Meditation will help cleanse your aura. Visualization, imagining yourself cleaning your aura. Um, Smudging, you can burn sage. That will clear rooms or people of negative energy. Energy balancing and uh, healing. So spiritual teachers is another way that you can cleanse your aura. Have you ever tried to meditate? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's harder than shit. Yeah. I mean, your brain, my brain never stops. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it lasts. I know it's possible. Five seconds. Yeah. But it's hard. It is hard. It is hard because like in that five seconds, I'm like, okay, what do I have to make for dinner? (laughs) There's so much laundry that needs to be done. Oh my God. Shut up. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. So. The bottom line, many spiritual advisors, energy practitioners, or others who work with aura health believe that the physical body is closely connected to the emotional and spiritual body, which is, I believe, absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. The aura is seen as just one representation of, of this connection. Understanding and being aware of your own aura can take time, but the practice of focusing on your own spiritual and emotional health may go a long way to help your overall health, no matter the outcome and any attempt to overall overhaul and revitalize your aura or oriel health i think that's what that said but anyway that i just wanted to um kind of touch on that because lisa and ashley both mentioned auras and i have never They're even thought very, about it it's very interesting it is so in the future hopefully we can find a place and go get our yeah photograph taken and if anyone knows anything about chakras that would be helpful um so yeah that was our that was my little bit about auras from what i could find so um hopefully we'll have more on that later i do have a stupid joke (laughs) how do you make holy water um 
I don't know. You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Okay, so I have, I have some uh, embarrassing moments. First ones were kind of random. So I was looking at my mom's phone because she wanted me to show some pictures of what she did that weekend. I swiped one too many times and came across one of her nudes. I swear I felt my soul jolt out of my body. <laughs> I am sorry. I would never, ever take a nude picture even if i was gonna take a nude picture it would immediately be deleted i don't care i wouldn't even do it because what if something just random i know happens? i know I, but no no n- yeah no. like no i dude. would die if that ever got out anyway i would die <laughs> Okay, next one. My ex-wife later came out as a lesbian and we divorced. Years later, I went to her wedding where she married her now wife, which was one of my ex-girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, my God. You have really bad taste in women. <laughs> okay, and these next few are embarrassing stories that happened at, at, at the gym. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, first one, I made the mistake of unloading a heavy barbell on one side, but not the other. It was resting on the safety bars at the time at about knee height and about 30 kilograms, which are kilo KGS. I don't know what that is. Loaded on the other side. I think it's kilograms. Okay. Okay. Loaded on the other side. Kilograms. One Wouldn't kilogram. That be really small. One kilogram equals 2.2 pounds. Oh. Oh, so yeah, that makes sense. So 30 of those. Okay. Uh, the bar flipped in the air and crashed into the glass door frame. Mm. The crash was so loud, everyone turned around to look. <laughs> oh, God, I would die. Oh, my God, I would die. Next one, I thought this bench near some cardio equipment was fixed to the ground for some reason and grabbed onto it to stretch my shoulders out. I flew backwards into the <laughs> row of eight stationary bikes, knocking them all over like dominoes. <laughs> Have you ever went to pick something up that you thought was super heavy, oh. and then it wasn't at all? Yes. And you're just like, That's yes. <laughs> Next one. I was once running on the treadmill and closed my eyes to sneeze, to sneeze, which caused me to trip, land face first, and fly off the treadmill. <laughs> one i tried to kill a spider while running on the treadmill i lost my balance fell down got my shirt caught up and ended up with scraped knees and treadmill road rash down one one side of my face oh and i didn't get the spider (laughs) (laughs) oh that's horrible next one i saw a cute guy in the gym i went to take a swig of my water just as our eyes met but accidentally squeezed the bottle slightly so it sprayed into my eye instead (laughs) oh no next one i ripped the crotch out of my shorts squatting i even heard it through my headphones oh no oh my gosh that'd be horrible I wore pale blue leggings, so it looked like I'd peed myself halfway through my gym session. Mm. Oh, that'd be terrible. That's not good. 
I once had a thong static cling itself to my leggings. I was at least 20 minutes into my workout before I noticed. <laughs> Aww. Be like, um, excuse me, you have something on your leg. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd be even worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so embarrassed. I would have to tell him though. Y- yeah. I, I yeah. I, oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, the next few are embarrassing restaurant uh, experiences. First one, I was trying to impress a date and took her to an expensive French restaurant. I accidentally set my menu on fire when I leaned down to look at her while she was speaking. Those little candles at tables are dangerous. <laughs> we both had a good laugh after all the excitement was over, despite the nasty looks and sneers we got from those around us. And we're married now. Aww. Aww. Okay. Next one, I was at an Olive Garden with some soccer teammates. I keep in mind, I fucking love salads. We sat down, got situated, whatever. The waiter came up and started taking our orders while I was having an intense session of playing with my napkin. He asked the the typical super salad. I heard it wrong, slowly turned my head to him with a gaping stare and yelled, Super salad? (laughs) The entire sector of the restaurant broke out in laughter, and I didn't get a super salad. <laughs> super salad. You're like, what that even oh be? my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. While working at a pizza joint, I wasn't. It wasn't uncommon for us to pull toppings from pizzas when they came straight out, of, straight out of the oven. On retrospect, it's pretty gross, but whatever, it happened. One of the waitresses came to grab a pizza from her table and did exactly that. Pulled off a meatball or something. When she brought the pizza out to her table, the entire table got quiet and stared at her. She looked down and there was a long string of cheese running from the pizza to her <laughs> mouth. Wipe it off and just walk away. Here's your pizza. (laughs) You don't have to tip me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Next one. (laughs) I just keep picturing it. I know. What would you like if you this waitress came up to you and? (laughs) I mean. It'd be one thing if you had, like, cheese on your chin or something. Yes! But it went from her mouth to the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. Next one, I got up one night to get some water and found that my teenage son... Oh, these are not restaurant anymore, apparently. So, these are just random. Okay. I got up one night to get some water and found that my teenage son was in the kitchen getting food. He was behind the kitchen counter, so I could only see him from the waist up. When he came around the the counter into the hall, two things happened simultaneously. 
He noticed me, and his eyes grew wide in horror, and I saw that he was butt naked, except for a pair of socks. He started trying to panic run backwards on the tile floor. Imagine Scooby-Doo trying to run, but getting stuck in place in a flurry of limbs, but ended up slipping and taking a hard seat on the tile. Worst of all, he dropped his hot pocket. I made sure he was okay, then went back to bed and laughed my ass off. (laughs) Years later, we were driving and reminiscing about funny memories, and I said, do you remember that night? And he cut me off with yes. (laughs) I did not funny. (laughs) I didn't even have to specify which night. We knew, and we were silent. (laughs) Boys are so... What's the word? I don't know. They just, not not self conscious, but anything that's embarrassing to them. <laughs> it's like that. Post. It's like the end of the world. <laughs> it's like that post I posted on Facebook of the guy who's like, "Oh my God, it's Bigfoot!" And Bigfoot turns around and goes, "Oh my God, it's Tiny Wiener!" <laughs> and the dude's like, "Hey, did you see any interesting anything interesting this week?" He's like, "No, shut up." <laughs> so embarrassed (laughs) tiny wiener okay (laughs) what if that was a new cryptid oh my god oh god (laughs) you poor thing (laughs) it's okay Anyway, (laughs) next one. When my best friend died, we figured he would have liked a sky burial, kind of. So at the height of the funeral party, we released his ashes into the heavens with a giant balloon. After a few meters of flight, the string had snapped and his remains covered the mourning crowd. Oh, no. Everyone made their best effort to get very drunk as soon as possible, and we never spoke of it again. That's terrible. That's not embarrassing. I don't know why I had that in there. Next one, after a house party out Uh, When I was a teenager, me and my friend both passed out on my bed. About two to three hours later, I woke up with a horrendous cramp in my leg, so I sat at the edge of the bed, massaging it, trying to get rid of it. My friend woke up and thought I was rubbing one out, but got too (laughs) awkward to ask what the fuck was going on. He never said anything until the next morning when he was giving me a weird look. I prefer we never speak of it again. He loves twisting the story to any girls on nights out. <laughs> so do you think he was sitting there going like, oh yeah. Oh, that's better. Because <laughs> that would be awkward for yeah, sure. Dude! Really? <laughs> okay, and my last one. My husband and I were going to Thanksgiving dinner at the house of some of my dad's family that we only kind of knew. We got there, knocked, and a woman we didn't recognize let us in. We went into the home and there wasn't anyone there. There was no dinner, etc. So we were making small talk with this lady and I asked when everyone was coming. She asked what I mean. It turns out we were at the wrong house. The woman just thought that we were friends of her husband because he would randomly bring people home and that we had simply arrived before he did. (laughs) Um, That's not safe. No. No, lady. At all. Don't Don't invite people in you don't know. Okay, so those were my embarrassing moments for the week. All right. This week I did Ghosts of Pennsylvania. All right. 
Okay, the first one is Pennhurst State School and Hospital. Ooh, I've heard, like, this one's on a lot of ghost hunting yeah. shows, isn't it? Pennhurst State School was in operation for around 50 years during the first half of the 20th century. It was cut off, cut off from the rest of the world, and it very quickly became overcrowded and out of control. The brutal mistreatment of the mentally ill patients housed here eventually led to its closure, but not before numerous deaths which have left a mark on the building. Today, is when, it is one of the most haunted places in the entire state of Pennsylvania. Visitors have reported all manners of strange noises and apparitions, believed to be the spirits of former patients and employees alike. Yeah, that one's always... That one's um, always on those paranormal shows and it's always got a lot of activity it's very cool centralia if centralia looks familiar to you then it is probably because it was used as inspiration for the town of silent hill in the horror movie of the same name oh my gosh this real life ghost town has had an underground coal fire burning for more than 50 years the population has dwindled to less than 10 people who refuse to leave Aside from being super creepy due to the nature of the town's abandonment, there have also been stories of strange shadow figures and apparitions flitting around the abandoned buildings. Have you heard of that place before? No. Oh, yeah. Um, Ghost Story Guys did a story oh, on it. okay. Yeah. It's, in, it's pretty interesting. Any ghost town is very interesting to me. And I, I mean, did you happen to watch that Chernobyl no show on hbo i mean it was i mean majorly fucked up but it really makes me wonder like it makes me want to go to that that city and just kind of see i mean obviously we can't but yeah but it makes me want to go and see how things were just left behind well anything like that like um and i don't even know if these are real or not but i i guess Back in the day when they used to do like the nuclear tests and mm-hmm. stuff, and they had these oh, towns yeah. with mannequins. And yeah, shit. mannequins. Yeah, and it was totally abandoned. Right. Speaking of which, did you see the post I, I did. sent? Yes. That was that house I was telling you about. Yes. And nobody knows how the dolls are moving. No. It's what is it? What was it? That mannequin? Do you know what it's called? I don't remember. You guys. We've talked about it before. Mannequin House. Isn't that is what it, they call it? Is it? I don't know. Anyway, if you look up Mannequin House, it's going to come oh, up. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, we posted something on the Facebook page, too. And it is just this house that is like out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's full of mannequins. And they get moved every day. Every day. It's something but different. But nobody sees anyone moving in them. Oh, my God. That's so weird. It's so weird. Creepy. I love it. <laughs> The Quality Inn in Gettysburg. Oh. A Quality Inn. <laughs> the Quality Inn in Gettysburg was originally built in 1863 to serve as General, Lee, General Lee's headquarters during the Civil War. Over the years, there have been hundreds of reports of ghostly activity from both guests and employees. Some of the most common occurrences include the sound of a drum and fife playing, phantom gunshots and cannon fire and the sound of someone walking in the attic there are also regular reports of doors being opened and closed by some unseen force lights turning on and off and a few objects apparently moving by themselves you said that was in gettysburg yeah it's got to be the land oh yeah i mean 100 percent. definitely although it does say that 
this quality inn was built in 1863. Really? Mm-hmm. Has it always been a motel or a hotel? Probably not. Hmm. I wonder what it was. Probably some rich person's mansion or something. Hmm. And it just got turned into a hotel at some point. Very interesting. Betsy Ross House. Everyone knows Betsy Ross for being the person who designed the first American flag, but people are visiting her Philadelphia home for something a little bit more than a history lesson. You see, this is also one of the most haunted houses in Pennsylvania. The house has been featured on various television shows thanks to the paranormal activity. In fact, this house is so haunted that one former director climbed out of the window and jumped onto the flagpole to escape the spirits on one particularly terrifying night. Um, Some visitors have reported seeing Betsy Ross herself crying in the basement, while others say they have heard cries and moans from the gift shop next door, which also happens to be where a security guard was murdered in 1980. Oh my god. That makes me wonder how Betsy Ross's life was like. Why was she crying? What was Why going was on? Why was she crying in the basement? Seriously. That's weird. That is weird. And what the fuck scared that guy so bad he freaking jumped on the... It had to have been pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Fort Mifflin. For some reason, that sounds familiar. Hmm. Another historical site in Pennsylvania that is apparently haunted is Philadelphia's Fort Mifflin. So many historical sites around the state have been remodeled, but Fort Mifflin claims to be the only Revolutionary War battlefield that has remained completely intact. Perhaps that is why some of the four... Fort's original inhabitants have stuck around. One of the ghosts that is known to haunt Fort Mifflin is the Screaming Woman, who is believed to be the spirit of Elizabeth Pratt. Her screams are often heard in the officers' quarters where it is believed that she hanged herself. The fort is also home to another spirit known as the Faceless Man. It is believed that this is the ghost of William Howe, and he is often seen around the casements where the prisoners would have been held. Visitors have also reported being grabbed, pushed, and held by unseen hands. Hmm. I don't like that description. Faceless man. I know. I was just thinking, why Why would... One, why would someone be faceless? And two, how would you recognize them if they were faceless? I don't know. Why would you put a name to that? Like, what makes them think that they're that he's that guy? You know what I mean? What guy? Didn't you say that they thought that the faceless man was this person oh did it i think so oh yeah the ghost of william howe so i wonder what makes them think huh that's very interesting brandywine battlefield pennsylvania is well known for the battle of gettysburg but there is another famous battlefield in the state which is often overlooked the brandywine battlefield is an important historical site in terms of the revolutionary war and is also one of the most haunted locations in pennsylvania Around 2,000 men died here on what was the bloodiest day of the Revolutionary War, and visitors say that they can still hear the battle echoing around the area. They've also been, there have also been multiple sightings of apparitions of soldiers and horses. That's not something I would want to hear. No. <laughs> the Seven Gates of Hell. What? In Pennsylvania? It's in York, Pennsylvania. Holy shit. This desolate area in York was apparently where an old asylum once stood, but it is said to have burned to the ground because firefighters were unable to reach the remote area in time. Almost all the patients perished in the fire. Seven gates were built to help capture the remaining patients who had escaped. 
However, since then, a local legend has sprung up stating that anyone who passes through all seven of the gates will go straight to hell. Oh, shit. I don't want to go there. No. (laughs) Harrisburg Hospital. When Harrisburg Hospital first opened back in 1851, it was known as Pennsylvania State Lunatic Hospital. The huge institution continued operating as a psychiatric facility treating the mentally ill until 2006. Ever since the hospital closed, there have been an increasing number of reports of paranormal activity that have been contributed to the building's reputation as one of the most haunted hospitals in Pennsylvania. There have been strange noises, screaming, footsteps, shadows, and apparitions. It is especially haunted in the morgue, the basement, and the underground tunnels. Hmm. The Old Jail Museum. Located at the edge of the Pocono Mountain, the Old Jail Museum in Jim Thorpe. That's the town. What? Jim Thorpe. That's the name of the town? Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. Formerly the Carbon County Prison was built in 1871 and served as the county prison until 1995. It is an imposing structure built into the side of the Rocky Mountain and is now open to the public as a museum. It is also home to a famous ghost story regarding what has become known as the Day of the Rope. On June 21, 1877, four Irish coal miners accused of being Molly Maguires were hanged in the old jail at one time as punishment for fighting for better treatment and working conditions. The leader of the group, Alexander Campbell, placed his hand on the wall of cell 17 and swore that his handprint handprint would remain as proof of his innocence. True to his word, the handprint still remains visible on the wall. Shut up! Over the years, it has been scrubbed clean, painted over, and the wall has even been demolished and rebuilt, yet that mark attesting to Alexander Campbell's innocence still remains. What? I just got chills. The wall's been replaced? It's been replaced. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wonder if that's really true. I don't know. If it is, that is... That is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy shit. Hotel Bethlehem. Hotel Bethlehem is one of the most haunted places in Pennsylvania and is probably... Wait. And it is probably of the state's most popular spots for ghost hunting. That didn't sound right. (laughs) The building was once the very first house in Bethlehem before being transformed into a hotel. It is said that there are at least four ghosts to be found here, all of which have strong historical ties to the hotel. The first of these ghosts is said to be actor-singer Mary Yo, who was born in the hotel. She has been heard singing in the lobby, and guests have seen her apparition in the exercise room from time to time. Another ghost is Francis Daddy Thomas, who worked in Bethlehem as a tour guide prior to his death in 1822. Finally, the remaining two ghosts are the building's original landlords, Mr. and Mrs. Brong. Much of the activity seems to be focused on room 932, where people see lights going on and off, apparitions in the mirror, Mm -mm. and a male spirit who wakes guests in the night asking why they are in his room. On occasion, guests have even opened the bathroom door to find a whole different room on the other side. What? That's creepy. There's apparitions in the mirror. That's creepy. I don't like that. No. Gettysburg Battlefield. Gettysburg was one of the bloodiest battles in American history with nearly 8,000 soldiers losing their lives across a three-day period. It is no surprise at all that Gettysburg Battlefield is one of the most haunted locations in Pennsylvania, maybe even one of the most haunted in the world. 
There is a wide variety of paranormal activity that has been reported here, including the sounds of the battle echoing around the area, phantom gunshots and cannon fire, the agonizing screams of the dying soldiers, and many different apparitions of soldiers and horses. However, what is even more interesting is that this battlefield was apparently haunted even before the first shot was fired. <laughs> it has been said that as the Union soldiers made their way to Gettysburg, the ghosts of George Washington appeared and led them into battle. Holy shit, so they're just like piling sh- like horrible stuff off um, horrible yeah, stuff. Yeah. God, who knows how much land is like that here oh, or uh, anywhere. Yeah. Eastern State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you were trying to say penitentiary. <laughs> That's what at it looks first, like. But no. Get down. Get down. Um, one of the most terrifying places in all of Pennsylvania must be Eastern State Penitentiary. This was the first penitentiary in the United States, and it was designed specifically with the intention of placing prisoners in a situation where they spent time silently reflecting on their crimes without interaction with other people. Those incarcerated in this prison were subjected to both physical and psychological torture. Some of the famous methods used here include the mad chair, where prisoners would be strapped tightly in and be left sitting completely motionless for days without food and water, often driving them to insanity. Other methods included clamping their tongue with the iron gag, which would cause severe pain and bleeding if they tried to speak, and throwing prisoners into the hole where they could be kept in the dark pit for weeks at a time. Needless to say, many men held here were completely insane, and many of them died. It is no surprise that visitors hear footsteps, screams, moans, and other unexplained noises. Visitors also report being grabbed, scratched, and followed in the prison. These days, the building houses a museum and is used as one of the most terrifying Halloween haunted houses in the country. Holy shit. Yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of intense things happening in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's crazy. And a lot of that stuff I recognize from ghost Mm -hmm. hunting shows. So, wow. That's, That's crazy. I love it. Okay, so I am going to go back to Ashley's email, and she wrote in um, about feelings. She wrote, this just happened recently to me, and I wasn't sure about it, but I figured why not include it. About three weeks ago, my aunt, Tiny, my dad's sister, unfortunately fell and broke her arm in four places. This happened on on the Wednesday of that week, and I wasn't told about it until the evening by her daughter. Aunt Tiny is luckily fine. She is a tough broad. But throughout the Wednesday, my own arm was experiencing a tingling feeling. This happened to be my right arm, which is the same one my aunt broke that very day. My pain got better throughout the day to the point that I completely forgot about it by the time my cousin, my aunt's daughter, called and let me know. I remember times when I'd have weird body pain, as does everyone, through my life, but this was weird. This didn't feel normal, like I had actually hurt myself. It felt hollow or tingly. Weird, eh? LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, Which I've never felt anything like that before, but again, I think Ashley has some things going on that... Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like, uh, not everyone does i think you feel things that are maybe a little bit intuitive Mm -hmm. to say the least 
Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never had anything like that happen, even remotely. Like when I see someone, like I could never be like a nurse or a doctor or anything because no. if I see like a sore on someone, like my stomach starts hurting and I'm like, Ugh, yeah. I'm like, ew, like no, yeah. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. So I'm, I would be the worst nurse or doctor I ever. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I've never felt pain or anything like that if i have it's not i didn't associate it with anything yeah else yeah so again if anyone else has felt this like ashley has right in yeah, we would love know. to hear about it girls night out podcast at gmail.com um but i do have some stories about people who had gut feelings that ended up being right cool So my first one, a storm was gathering as my dad was driving. I was eight, sitting in the back and looking out the window. I told him, you better hurry. That construction crane looks like it might topple. Everyone laughed at the idiot kid. That evening, the whole family was watching the local news where they opened with that crane crashing down due to heavy wind. Although nobody had been hurt, I felt vindicated. (laughs) (laughs) I would too. Yeah. I'd be like, see, I told you. Especially if you were eight. Yeah. You'd be rubbing that shit in everyone's oh, hell face. yeah. Shoot, I don't have to be eight. I'll do it now. <laughs> Next one, I was at a party when I was in college with uh, when two older dudes showed up. The place was packed and most people were drunk. I noticed something was a bit off about them. They never smiled and weren't really talking to anyone. Finally, someone accused them of feeling around in their back pocket, and it turned out that they were lifting wallets from drunk college kids. Once confronted, one of the guys stabbed the kid in the stomach with a smallish knife. They left slowly and were never caught. It was pretty surreal. The kid who got stabbed turned out to be fine. I don't see where the they feeling came anything. in. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was just a kind of crazy story. <laughs> like, did I miss something? Yeah, sorry, I didn't read these. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're all surprised together. <laughs> okay, hopefully this one is relevant. <laughs> this happened almost 30 years ago, but I remember it was remember it like it was yesterday i was probably eight or nine at the time and had been to the store buying candy for the weekend with the girl from next door she was one year younger than me a car stopped and a man inside opened the passenger door and asked me and my friend to get in the car he was picking us up for our parents he told us mm-hmm. i could not did you hear about the little girl who asked for the password no this little girl i think it was in in indiana and this dude pulled up and said hey your mom wanted me to pick pick you up she said what's our password and he didn't know it so she fucking ran good i know passwords people i know i know you go little girl okay uh let's see i could not shake the feeling that something was wrong and remembered thinking this is what my parents were talking about i grabbed my friend's hand said that we were uh that we lived in that house right over there quote unquote and pulled my friend with me we went to their door rang the bell and went straight in and told the people living there what had happened turned out i was right we were about to be kidnapped mm-hmm. oh my god next one. Oh, this one's funny the one i remember best is about 10 years back i was a groomsman at a friend's wedding partway through the reception i was suddenly struck with a feeling of impending doom hmm. they were going to play the chicken dance next oh my God. frantically i started searching for someone crying let's go smoke who wants to go smoke 
I don't even smoke, but I wasn't. It wasn't hard to get a group together. When I came back, sure enough, the chicken dance had been danced, and I was the only member of the wedding party who escaped this embarrassing moment. <laughs> that was great. Anyone want to smoke? Anyone? <laughs> okay next one two years ago i was on my way back from home on my bike i had to go over a bridge and on one side of the bridge there was a girl crying on the bridge there were two 14 year olds one pretty tall and one small head to head seemingly seemingly about to get into a fight when i went back when i went by they stood back i thought something was off but i told myself fighting among 14 year olds uh, over what I thought was a girlfriend is normal and not dangerous. Turns out the taller one of the boys jumped off the bridge to commit suicide only minutes after I had passed. The smaller one couldn't physically hold him back. Had I stopped and listened to my gut feeling, I might have been able to help and talk him out of it. Aww. That was kind of weirdly written, though. Anyway. Okay, next one. When I was 13, I was in a pet store with my sister when this man walked in and it felt suddenly like the air in the store had changed. Ooh, that's aura. Mm. I felt terrified to my core. I immediately grabbed my sister and told her we had to leave right then and there. We walked to meet our mom at the grocery store across the street and finished our shopping. When we finally left the store, the parking lot was flooded with police police officers and there were helicopters above us turns out the minute we left the store the man had attempted to rob the place and even shot the cashier ever since then i've always listened to my gut yeah oh my god that's creepy that's some that's that dude's aura Mm -hmm. you know it was bad okay next one when i was little my mom always called your intuition your belly buzzer this was the feeling in the pit of your stomach that something wasn't right trust your belly buzzer she would say (laughs) it's a good thing she did because when i was seven about seven i was playing with some friends at recess this man with a baseball cap walked up to us saying he had lost his puppy Mm -hmm. and asked if we would help him look for it my belly buzzer went crazy and i screamed no (laughs) i grabbed my friends and we ran off who knows what would have happened if my mom hadn't taught me to trust myself oh i love moms trust your belly buzzer (laughs) y'all is that like a mom thing i don't think i do it but they make up these weird words for stuff like mommy oh my god we had a ton of weird things there was the tuner which was the remote control (laughs) the remote control dinger dinger gotta say dinger was the hair tie (laughs) (laughs) i thought for years until i was an adult that it was a tuner i was like i think i was with eric and i was like where's your tuner he's like what i remember the first time i said dinger to tiran she was like what is that it's a dinger I don't think I do that. I don't think I do it either, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I need to ask my kids. I guarantee yeah. I I do weird shit a lot, so it wouldn't surprise I me. I don't think I do. I don't know. I don't know. I That's really funny Peyton. though. <laughs> it's like, do I have weird names for things? <laughs> He'll probably name off like 20 off the top of his head. Up, I do not. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the greatest. Belly buzzers, y'all. Okay. Next one. A few weeks ago, I was at home and I had a weird feeling someone was watching me through the windows. I even texted my boyfriend that morning around 8.30 that I was feeling paranoid that someone was looking at me. Around 4.30 p.m., I heard a very light knocking on my back door. I I peeked around the corner and saw the little neighborhood boy who had just turned two. It turns out he had opened his front door and walked right out. His parents had been searching for him for about 45 minutes with the police and they were on their with the police on their way. We live in an area with lots of thick woods, steep hills and wildlife, so he could easily have been lost or severely injured. If I hadn't been paranoid and on high alert, I never would have heard the knocking on my back door. Oh. That's interesting. It I is. was totally figuring that someone was watching her. Yeah, me too. So that kind of made a left turn, but wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Next one. Once I was walking home alone at night and I was just listening to music and looking at my phone when I suddenly felt like something wasn't right. I looked around and saw a car following me closely. So I started to walk on the other side of the street and all of a sudden the car parks ahead of me and opens the door slightly so that he could easily pull me in i thought that i was just overreacting but deep down i knew something was off so i turned around and walked the other way when i looked back he had jumped out of the car and started following me Mm. i started to walk a little faster i turned around and he was jogging I should note that this dude was like 6'4 and at least 200 pounds. Oh my gosh. I ran into the I ran ran into the corner store and he ended up going in there twice but didn't buy anything. He looked right at me and grinned. Yeah. I got someone to walk me home and made sure all the doors were locked. It was the scariest thing ever and if I had kept walking I'm pretty sure something terrible would have happened. I'm so happy I listened to my gut yeah that's that's creepy and the fact that he smiled uh, go fuck yourself piece of shit okay next one i was in college and there was a really cute guy in one of my classes a week or two a week or two in we had to work together on a small project and i was pretty excited about the opportunity to get to know him after speaking to him though i got a really bad vibe vibe from him but nothing specific that i could put my finger on I lost all attraction to him and knew that I should keep my distance. He approached me a couple of times after the project, but I made sure to be pretty cool and distant, though still polite. I mean, trust your gut. Who Mm -hmm. knows? Yeah. Who knows? Okay, so this is going to be my last one. When I was a baby, the smoke alarm went off in my house, but everyone, when everyone but my dad was asleep. He thought it was just the battery, since there was obviously no fire, so he replaced the battery and headed to bed however it went off again so thinking it was a malfunction he took it apart and was going to deal with it in the morning he went to lay down to go to sleep but there was a nagging voice in his head telling him not to ignore the alarm so he begrudgingly got up and called the fire department asking them just to send a car to come check it out there was no need for fire engines or anything being a small town with a big fire department and a very large budget they sent three engines it turns out that there was a carbon monoxide leak and if my dad had fallen back to sleep it was likely we would all have died from carbon monoxide poisoning that little voice in his head intuition or whatever it was saved our lives wow 
That is crazy. I didn't Always trust your that gut. A carbon, that carbon monoxide would set off. I don't think it unless does. It was, unless, unless it was, it was a carbon monoxide alarm. Yeah. But that sounds like a fire alarm. Hmm. That doesn't sound like. That sounds like. I wonder if a they have any angel. that are like dual. Like they probably. Go. I would think so. Yeah. I. But I mean. Let me see if that said. If this was an adult talking about when they were a baby, then, yeah, it says when I was a baby. Hmm. So, I mean, that would be, I would say, at least 15 years, right? Yeah. So, you know, like in maybe early 90s, they probably didn't have that. They might not have. I don't know. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did disturbing transportation stories. Oh, no. (laughs) Disturbing. I like that. Yes. (laughs) I was riding a not very crowded bus in L.A. when a very old woman gets on the bus. She's around 80-ish. She's wearing a skin-tight sequin dress, has crazy white hair, and is carrying some groceries. And she has an eye socket that has been completely gouged out. (gasps) Oh there was still God. dried blood, and as she stands next to me, there were open seats. She keeps picking at her eye oh and wiping God. her hand on the grocery bags that were banging into me. She seemed perfectly fine, just a lady with a completely gouged out eyeball on the bus. <laughs> what? That is uh, gross. Okay. I don't like disturbing anymore. <laughs> I know they're supposed to be funny, but oh well. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Ew! No, like I want her to write in her story. Yeah, because really. oh my fucking god! She had to have been just crazy. Just uh, yes. Nuts. Oh my god! I was taking the last bus home from a friend's house at about 1 a.m. The bus is completely empty except for me and the bus driver until we get to a stop about 15 minutes from my house. A man gets on holding an animal carrying cage. He sits directly next to me and pulls a large fuzzy rabbit out of the cage. He then sticks the rabbit down the front of his sweatpants and smiles creepily at me until I get off the bus. What the fuck? Oh my god. What? That's so gross. The poor bunny. That poor rabbit. Oh my god. That poor rabbit. Oh my god. Nasty fucker. These these are highly <laughs> disturbing. Not <me>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to laugh, but ew. <laughs> <laughs> there is a guy who rides on the red line in Chicago who will ask to look at your shoes. Do not let him do this. He bends down and starts licking them. <gasps> One of my friends got his shoes licked, then asked. Then he asked another one who was wearing sandals. No! This apparently has happened to several people I know. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, what would you do if someone started licking your shoes? I'd kick them in their fucking face. That's what I would do. Well, yeah, but oh my god. I'm, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What is wrong with people? I was waiting for a bus in London at around 11 p.m. one night. I was alone at the bus stop until a man in a hoodie and sporting a backpack walked up to the stop. He stood at the opposite end of the bus stop and looked over at me in a sort of creepy way, not wanting to assume he was crazy but still being wary 
from past experiences of nearly being raped, I casually pulled out my pepper spray and loaded it. He took off his backpack and pulled a pair of gloves and rope from it, put the gloves in the backpack one, and then began wrapping the rope around his left hand. I got really freaked out, so I stepped off the pavement to run across the street. Luckily, my bus came at that moment, so I ran like a crazy woman onto it and sat down. While the bus was pulling away, I looked out the window at the scary man, and he was staring at me intensely, with the rope wrapped around his left hand and his right holding it taut. I called my best friend after the experience, and he just laughed and said I was lying. Oh, nice friend. Oh, my God. That's creepy. That sounds like they the dude was going to strangle someone. Yeah. Oh, my God. The very first time I rode the bus, I was sitting in the back, and this crazy old man sat next to me. He was intoxicated and said, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. I said, for what? I killed your people, man, back in Nam with these oh. hands, man, <gasps> these freaking hands. Oh. I'm Asian, and I got pretty freaked out. He kept saying he was sorry, and then when he got to a stop, he said, tell your people I'm sorry. Then he stood outside the bus and saluted me. Oh, that's really sad. Mm. Oh, my God. There's a lot of people that are fucked up from that war. Yeah. I mean, just bad yeah while i was flying home during the holidays last year the person sitting next to me kept falling asleep and leaning on my shoulder i asked one of the flight attendants if i could move to an empty seat because he had done it five or six times in an hour after i asked him to stop he turns his head and says i wasn't falling asleep <laughs> like oh really because my eyes say you're lying she <laughs> hate those people that are just so in denial about everything where it's just like nah -uh. like yeah. everything it's yeah. just like no i'm a little big boned and usually have to sit a little off the seat on the new york city bus one day on a busy rush hour bus at the 42nd street stop a woman comes on the bus and sits down on my knee <laughs> She was late 30s, dressed like she worked in a nice office, by all accounts normal, except she sat on my knee. <laughs> I didn't say anything for two blocks, tried to gather the courage to say something for the next two blocks, then she got up and left. No one said a word or even looked at us. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I was waiting for the bus late at night when a guy with a trench coat approached me and whispered, Psst, hey, want some meat? Ew. I immediately, <laughs> I immediately thought he was going to flash me, but before I could react, he opened his trench coat to reveal meat, actual meat, in styrofoam packages, in his trench coat pockets, ground what? meat, chicken, all kinds of meat. I didn't even know what to say. I mumbled something about being a vegetarian and ran to a nearby convenience store. I actually think it may have been less creepy if he had flashed me. <laughs> I couldn't get into a general chem class at my university, so I was taking it at a local community college after my courses at university the days we had lab the class ended 11:45 p.m which was always the exciting time to run ride the train on the way home one night i got on the train and stood in the middle section standing area as to not disturb the characters on the train a guy gets on at the next stop and stands across from me 
I was reading a book and ignored him, although I noticed he kept eyeing me. As I looked up to check the next stop, he says, You could fit in my trunk. Oh, God. I immediately got off the train with the next large group and called my boyfriend to pick me up. Why? Oh, my God. Why would you say that? The pe- I think some people just do it to see what kind of reaction they yeah, get. Yeah, you're probably right, which is pathetic. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I were on the bus in the countryside of Hungary going to the town where my grandfather is from in the last city before ours a very drunk not too well off man comes on carrying a shopping bag as he sits down on the very last seat we see that the shopping bag contains an old chainsaw with no cover around the chain or anything he then continues to get out his phone and having a drunken shouting match in hungarian to someone on the other end we could just picture him taking out that chainsaw on the bus and going crazy scariest (sighs) 20 minutes ever oh my god that's all i got sorry they weren't too funny but it's getting harder and harder to find funny stories yeah so right in funny stories scary stories anything we will take it ghouls night out podcast at gmail.com thank you guys for uh ashley and lisa for writing in we really appreciate it thank you um look us up on facebook we post all kinds of stuff on there uh you can also rate review subscribe wherever you listen you can also recommend us on on facebook and write a review on there as well we really appreciate it again we want to hear your stories i'm going to say it 40 times this episode <laughs> if i have to write in ghouls night out podcast gmail.com we would love it love it love it and we will talk to you next week later bye